Yama, I'm your host Nari Pakai and welcome to NITV Radio for this Wednesday, 20th of December. Coming up on today's show, an interview with artist Tony Albert. He shares with us what's lighting up the Sydney Opera House for next year, a cross-cultural display of multiple Indigenous ways of navigating the sky. And we revisit an interview announcing the 2024 Koori Knockout location, also some stories from NITV's Summer Yarns. All these stories and more coming to you after the latest news. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy erected outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, specialist homelessness services supported over 74,000 Indigenous people from 2022 to 2023. Flood assistance is being made available to access from today for those who qualify. And following this week's alarming loss of life on New South Wales roads, three people have died. Authorities are urging drivers to take extra care on the road this holiday period. New data suggests 74,700 Indigenous people received support from specialist homelessness services in 2022 to 2023. The Australian Institution of Health and Welfare has found in Victoria there was a record rate of First Nations people seeking help for homelessness. It comes as frontline homelessness services call for more support as they struggle to provide aid for a record number of people. Business owners in Cairns say flooding in the region has dealt a blow on business as their usually busy Christmas period is being hampered by floodwaters and airport closures. As farmers expected the flooding to take a heavy toll on the crop productions, other businesses also fear the cyclone and flooding will slow tourism into Queensland as holidays, holiday goers fear travelling to the affected areas. One business owner in Cairns says the reef cruise business has suffered great losses in recent weeks. Yeah, well, we haven't had full operations since the 7th of December. That was in the lead-up to Cyclone Jasper and then, obviously, the rain event afterwards. So uh, today's the first day that we're getting back to full operations. So there's been a huge impact on our business. We've probably lost uh, something like 3,000 people that we would have carried over that period. So you're talking in excess of $600,000 in terms of revenue that we uh, won't receive. One-off desire. Disaster recovery payments will be available for those who suffered significant losses due to the flooding. People are also affected by ex-tropical cyclone Jasper in North Queensland will be able to apply for government assistance from 2pm today. The disaster recovery payment is a one-off payment of $1,000 per eligible adult and $400 per eligible child who suffered a significant loss as a result of the floods. The local council areas eligible include Cairns, Cassowary Coast, Mariba, 
Tablelands and Wadja Wadja. Emergency Management Minister Murray Watt told ABC uh, income assistance will also be available. What we know is that there are a lot of areas that are cut off at the moment as well and there'll be an income support payment available for people who can't get to work or can't get to their business of up to 13 weeks at the job seeker level. So that builds on the earlier assistance yeah. we've provided, but there's that, they'll be available from 2pm today. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is also expected to travel to the region late Thursday and Friday. The Northern Territory Labor's factions are searching for a new leader eight months out from election after Chief Minister Natasha Files quit over undisclosed shares in a mining company. Ms Files said her undisclosed shares in South 32, the world's largest manganese producer, had fallen short of her own standards. NT Treasurer Nicole Manson returned from holiday in Bali to stand for the le- in for the leadership with Infrastructure Minister Joel Bowden and NT Attorney General Chancy Peach also in the leadership mix. But Northern Territory Opposition Leader Leah Finishario told Sky News to the change of Labor leader isn't going to solve the current issues in the Territory. Ultimately, Territorians aren't silly people and Labor have been treating them like fools for a very long time. We've got skyrocketing levels of crime, an economy going backwards and a Labor team who have been dogged by scandal, particularly this year, who simply can't get on top of the issues that are important to Territorians. And so a shuffling of the deck chairs isn't going to breathe new life into this government. New Zealand Prime Minister Christopher Luxon has arrived in Sydney to meet Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and to discuss the two countries' security and economic relationships. Prior to the trip, Mr Luxon had said greater focus is needed on improving the business environment in both New Zealand and Australia. In his first official visit to Australia since becoming Prime Minister, with talks expected to focus on regional security and cross-Tasman trade. Mr Luxon has paid tribute to the relationship between the countries. Uh, I am very pleased that the trans-Tasman bond remains as strong as ever. And it's been forged through that Anzac spirit on the beaches of Gallipoli, but more importantly by 80 years of diplomatic representation and, as the Prime Minister said, 40 years of our closer economic relationship. In the United States, the Supreme Court in the state of Colorado has disqualified former President Donald Trump from the ballot in the state's presidential election over his role in January 6, 2021, attack on the U.S. Capitol by his supporters. The ruling makes Mr. Trump the first presidential candidate in U.S. history to be deemed ineligible for the White House under a rarely used provision of the country's constitution that bars officials who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion from holding office. The ruling applies only to the state's March 5th Republican primary, but its conclusion would likely also affect Mr. Trump's status for the November 5th general election. Donald Trump says it's essential everyone gets out and votes. Don't sit home and say, you know, I think we'll take it easy, darling. It's a wonderful day, beautiful. Let's just take it easy, watch television and watch the results now because crazy things can happen. You got to get out. This is really important. Our country's at stake. We have 
a country that's never been in trouble like it is right now. So get out and vote, whether we're leading in the polls or not leading in the polls. And in this case, we're leading by 30 to 40 points, I guess. But we got to win. Maybe we can win by more than that. The United Nations Security Council has met ahead of a vote on the proposal to demand Israel and Hamas allow aid access to the Gaza Strip. The proposal also states they must allow UN monitoring of the assistance delivered via land, sea and air routes. But the fate of the draft Security Council resolution is expected to depend on the final negotiations between the United States and the United Arab Emirates, which drafted the text. The US wants to water down the language of the final text from a secession to a possibility of suspension of hostilities. The UN Special Coordinator for the Middle East Peace Process, Tor Winnesland, has encouraged UN members to vote in favour favor of the proposal. The delivery of humanitarian aid in the Strip continues to face nearly insurmountable challenges amid displacement of an unimaginable scale and active hostilities, the humanitarian response system is on the brink. Limited steps by Israel, including allowing entry of more fuel, food and cooking gas, are positive, but fall short of what is needed to address the human catastrophe on the ground. A council resolution needs to needs at least nine votes in favour and no vetoes by US, France, China, UK or Russia. Australia has joined 40 nation, or 44 nations in condemning the recent Houthi militant attacks on commercial ships travelling through the Red Sea. The condemnation follows the United States' launch of a 10-nation task force operation to safeguard commerce in the passage. Assistant Defence Minister Matt Thistlewaite has revealed Australia is still considering whether or not to join the task force, which would require Australia to send warships into the region. Deputy Opposition Leader Susan Lay has criticised the delayed decision. Why is it taking so long to give our allies the response that they deserve? Is it because we lack the will? Is it because we lack the capability? Which is it? Why is it? This is weak and indecisive from our Prime Minister. We used to show up. We used to be there with our allies when they needed us. We used to support international efforts such as these. Our allies deserve us to be honest, upfront and responsive. A COVID-19 variant is known as JN1 has been listed as a variant of interest by the World Health Organization. The Omicron subvariant was previously classified under its parent strain, which prompted concern among some scientists earlier this year due to its high number of mutations. There is no evidence JN1 causes any more severe disease and existing tests, vaccines and treatments are still expected to work. New South Wales emergency services have revealed another three people have died on New South Wales roads today as they join Premier Chris Minns to provide holiday safety advice. 
following this week's alarming national road toll statistics, which found the nation's road toll is at its highest in five years. Authorities are urging extra care to be taken on the roads over the busy holiday period. New South Wales Minister for Police, Yasmin Catley, joined emergency service authorities this morning to issue a road safety notice ahead of Christmas and New Year's. Wear a seatbelt. I can't believe I'm still saying wear a seatbelt, but please put on a seatbelt. Reduce your speed. Make sure that you do not drink and drive. Do not drive under the influence of drugs. And make sure that you look at your surrounds, respect other drivers and take it easy. The trauma that can be caused from uh, road accidents, not only for those people involved in the accident, but the broader community, is immense. And we just want to say to people, try and be safe on the roads. A rescue effort will resume today after two teenagers fell into the water at a site of a popular blowhole in Victoria and one was swept out to sea. A 14-year-old boy and his 15-year-old friend were on the rocks at Cape Bridgewater, about 370 kilometres west of Melbourne, when a wave pulled them into the water. The 15-year-old climbed to safety and was taken to hospital, but the 14-year-old is still missing. The Reserve Bank has expressed concern Australia could experience a sharper rise in unemployment than anticipated, as the full effect of its record run of rate rises is exposed. It's been revealed the central bank's uneasiness about projects for employment across the country was a key reason for keeping the cash rate at 4.35% when it met on December 5th. The Reserve Bank has previously suggested it needs unemployment to rise in order to curb inflation. The unemployment rate increased more than expected to an 18-month high of 3.9% last month. As a month of jobs jobs growth in November was more than offset by the growing labour force. Liberal Senator Jane Hume told Channel 7 the federal government has done hasn't done enough to combat unemployment and inflation. One of the reasons why the RBA has to do all the heavy lifting is because they've been forced to only use monetary policy to tame inflation. And that's because the government's failed to use its fiscal firepower to do so. Mm. Last week we saw Jim Chalmers deliver the mid-year economic and financial outlook. He had an opportunity to do something there, to send a signal to the market to say we are going to use all the tools at our disposal as a Mm. government to tame inflation. He failed to do so. And in sport, Christmas has come early in Sutherland Shire with Adam Fanua Blake signing with the Sharks for the 2025 NRL season. One of the world's best front rowers, Fanua Blake, has opted to join Cronulla ahead of the rival suitor, St George Illawarra, on a four-year deal worth up to a million dollars a season. The West Tigers in Canterbury also weighed in with interest in signing the enforcer, while the Dragons reportedly extended Fanua Blake a $4.4 million deal. However, after a fortnight of meetings and secret negotiations, the Cronulla executive team 
Fanua Blake has agreed to join Craig Fitzenberg's Sharks beginning in 2025. And now a look at today's weather. Monday, or uh, Wednesday, the 20th, Perth is mostly sunny with 35. Broome is sunny at 34. Adelaide is mostly sunny, 21. Melbourne is partly cloudy with 19. Hobart is experiencing a shower or two at 17. Aubrey Wodonga is partly cloudy at 29. Canberra has showers at 19. Wollongong is having rain easing up later, 19. Sydney is much the same, but at 22. Newcastle is having rain at 21. Brisbane is partly cloudy with 31. Townsville is mostly sunny with 31. Cairns, expect a shower or two at 30. Alice Springs is sunny at 35. Darwin is having showers with a possible storm at 34. And Torres Strait Islanders are expecting showers with a possible storm at 31.